2: Hello, welcome to Seagull Social Season 4, Episode 31. It's a shame 31 didn't score that near post shot yesterday, but it's okay because we're joined with Maz. Um, No Ben today. Uh, Is he working, Maz? Am I right in saying he's working? I think he is. Yeah. Um, But yeah, how are you?
1: I'm good, thanks, mate. Good, good. Yeah, it was a... It was good to go uh, watch the game yesterday. Obviously not the result we wanted. Um, and also as well, I had to get the train down obviously from London and there was rail replacement. So that was fun. I had to get a taxi from three bridges <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> to the game. And yeah, that was not fun. A taxi from three bridges. So that sent me back a nice 50 quid. And then, yeah, got to watch Everton go one 0 up and us score a last minute equaliser. So yeah, always fun, isn't it, Ryan? Always fun. And how are you?
2: Yeah, you've basically just analysed the game. To be fair, that that's it. Um, but no, I'm I'm good, mate. I'm good. Um, to be honest, um, as I said to you, I really wanted to beat Everton. I know we didn't get to do an Everton preview in the end, but you you know that I really wanted to beat Everton, so that that was one of those things. Um, but we didn't. Um, but I think that I we why? definitely probably would have come away with a bit of a last laugh. You can. Um, I can I can tell you sort of why. It's someone that I. No, and they aren't very nice and I just thought do you know what would be poetic timing at the time where it is would be great because something happened and things have been going on and it's nothing to do with me don't get me wrong but it's just been one of those things where I thought I'd love to just 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 you know what I mean but unfortunately it didn't quite happen like that but Mm -hmm. um it's Mm -hmm. it has it has got a bit of a last laugh in there I think with with the dunk moment but before we get into all of that stuff let's talk about first half Maz. um we got to say uh, i think i think we started really really well um I actually did i thought the passing was good um i thought first was it f- 20 30 minutes i thought adingra and Facundo were looking proper sharp and, and danny Welbeck, actually by the way um but yeah you're taking first 20 30 minutes
1: yeah mate i was i was going to bring up adingra actually because yeah he he was playing on um, on the side i was sat for the first half and I thought the first 15 yeah. minutes I thought Godfrey is in for a long long evening uh, or afternoon and yeah after that first sort of 15 20 minutes um, to be fair to Godfrey sort of I think he worked out Dingle quite well because only thing I'd say about Odinga is he's quite predictable at times which don't get me wrong he's a brilliant dribbler and he's brilliant at attacking players but sometimes he can be slightly predictable and I think after what 20 minutes or so Godfrey did sort of realise okay what's going on, but he couldn't deal with the pace, the balls in behind to Adingro, the sprays that we were, we were making. Um, they, he didn't really know how to sort of deal with that pace and that uh, forward running from Adingro. But then yeah, I think second half he had his number, and Adingro actually ended up switching sides, which was interesting. Um, so yeah, it, it was um, it was a good start from us. Yeah, really bright start, like you said. Even well, I remember that chance Welbeck had in the box where he didn't get shot away and he got tackled in the end. Um, so yeah, it was a really, really bright start and I thought it was going to be a good evening, uh, good afternoon for us even. Uh, but yeah, Everton defended well, I suppose, very Sean esque style. They were very resolute. They were hard to break down, low block as we expected from them. They weren't going to come and attack us <laughs> at the Amex. So yeah, it was sort of what we expected from Everton and that, that disgusting, you know, I'm sure we'll get onto the second half, but yeah, that sort of hammer blow where they scored their goal and the Amex fell silent. And it's weird actually on that because usually when we uh, someone scores it at the Amex, we're usually pretty good at like roaring back and we're like, "Come on, lads, let's get let's get back into it." But it was this weird like five minute silence where it was just like, "What's just happened? Why have we conceded?" And it was a bit strange actually the atmosphere after that goal. Um, but yeah, uh, it was something I just picked up on. And yeah, first half, yeah, we were the better side, but we just didn't get our goal, and um, Everton grew into it.
2: Yeah, I think I think the um, the silence thing. I I don't know. I probably wouldn't say it's that unusual. I, I think when you're losing to a team that's below you in the in the relegation zone, naturally you're just going to be shocked. I've got to be honest. I um, the thing that I shouted before that shot happened was "Don't let them score." And I think as soon as that happens, it's how have we done this again? You know, what I mean, it's that instant from zero to a hundred yeah. reaction of this happened every single time we play a team in the relegation zone and it's got to be honest like they weren't very good they didn't do that much uh throughout the course of the game and I thought that happened as you say if you, it's like a sucker punch in it and uh, I just I've got to be honest I sat there for about 10 minutes just I mean I think we even had a two or three four moments coming forward after that that I just didn't even react to it just felt like prime 2018 reactions right there of yeah this is just not this isn't great but um yeah. yeah, I thought Everton were were actually pretty poor, if I'm honest. Um, I, they looked like a relegation-threatened team until that point, and I think that's my frustration in it. Is like, yeah, you wanna you wanna get more out of that, but um, we we'll, we'll just we'll just speak about um, individuals quickly because um, I want to talk about the, at the back. Um, I thought they were quite good winning headers. I thought that Dominic Calvert Lewin first. I'd say half hour, forty-five again. Um, I'd say he was he was probably getting a better of Van Hecker in the air. Um, but I think overall, we didn't really let them do too much, did we?
1: No, 100%. I think there was that one moment, uh, obviously, again, we're going to get on to attack Lampty clearance. I think that was the, the standout moment for me in terms of, Everton's attacking prowess and then yeah they had uh, what was it that one another basically they had like maybe two three chances at a push where you think okay they, they might score here but you're right I, I didn't think they were anything special I don't think you know the least we deserved was a draw from that game and I think Everton uh, weren't great on the day but they've obviously come away with a great point in their eyes when they when we've gone down to 10 men they're probably looking at it well we should be winning this and Pickford's time-wasting was just horrible you don't want to be seeing that and i know you feel the same about his antics um so yeah it's it's frustrating isn't it it's so frustrating and yeah it, it's just um it's their game plan isn't it i think frustrate their opponents play that sort of tight ball and low block and just be a frustrating team to play and it, it worked to be honest with us uh, with you i think You know, it showed, I'm not saying Gilmore was was a a frustration thing. It was obviously just a lack of concentration from his part. But, yeah, uh, it's just something they do, Everton. And, yeah, I I agree with you, Ryan. I don't think they were that great. And we should really have gone away with three points. Will we look back at that and think, is that a chance missed in terms of come the end of the season? I don't know. But given the circumstances, a point with 10 men, I, I, I would have taken it at that stage.
2: Oh yeah, I think I think I'm definitely happy with the result in the in the when you look at everything that's happened, I'm happy with the result. I think um when then you see the scores of the day, obviously Manchester United quite comically lost to Fulham in the ninety seventh minute, and then you've got I think it was um, Newcastle got battered at Arsenal, so that actually helped us a lot. Um that I must admit I was quite happy with both of them. So I thought actually We have gained a point here because, you know, Newcastle are below us. I think United are now only five points above us. Um, so we're all pushing for the same thing. And I think overall, I said it, an unpopular opinion a while ago. I do fancy us against United and Newcastle. I think we are a better team than them. Um, and I think that, you know, when you see them dropping points, you think, okay, we've still got it in us, but we may as well, you mentioned the Billy Red and we may as well talk about it, um, early on because it's, it's all obviously in everyone's minds, isn't it? And I think, nearly anyone that's that's watching this podcast the first thing that comes to mind is it's something that changes the game so much um yes i think it's probably a red but i think it's the way of the game now that it's a red i think the trouble was and i don't ever agree with this is that once the once the referee's given it it's not going to be overturned i hate that rule i hate how that works i know that it's the thing and that's what it is um but that's it. And I think once he's given that, but then you see the Maguire one in the United game as it's one of them where you're like, yeah. where's the consistency of laws here? You know, where's the consistency coming from? And don't get me wrong. I think it was it was reckless-ish. I think he probably would have broken his leg um, if it followed through properly. Um, but again, you see them sort of challenges happen in the lower leagues all the time and get missed. But, you know, I don't know. It is probably a red card um, from, from me. I don't yeah. know about you.
1: Yeah, unfortunately, I think, like you say, in today's game, that's only too old. Uh, in today's game, I think, unfortunately, that is a red card. But um, yeah, I don't think it was any ill intention. I think it was just one of those challenges where he's sort of, you know, gone, he's overran uh, and he's gone for it. And yeah, he has connected with him and when you look it back, in the moment though, I remember watching it and, and I turned around to I, to my mate, I was like, that's that's not a red card. I, I don't think that's a red card. I think that's just, you know, a, a clash. And then, yeah, <laughs> when I got mental. back home, cause <laughs> I was shouted, refund yeah. my
2: season ticket right now. That's literally <laughs> at the top of my
1: <laughs> But do you know what the frustrating thing is, Ryan? Obviously in the stadium, I know that they can't show it for whatever reason, but, it's so frustrating when you're in the stadium and you don't know what's going on you're like was it a red card like you're messaging people that might be able to see it on socials or whatever and you're like oh like was it a red card then yeah of course at half time you can have a look on Twitter or whatever but it's just yeah it's annoying that you don't know in, in that moment um, and it's like was it a red card was it not and you're sort of doubting yourself and then yeah when you get home or at you know, after the game whatever you can check the replays but yeah in the moment I didn't think it was but definitely watching the replays unfortunately for him it, it isn't Red card, and it's a big loss, you know. Three game, three games out now. I know one of them is a cup, cup game, which is pretty good for us, I think. Wolves, uh, and then yeah, we got is it Spurs and uh, Fulham? I want to say um, that he, he misses out Fulham, on. Yeah. So yeah, Sp- yeah. So no, Spurs, you know, uh, Fulham lose. And... Know Fulham, actually. Wolves, and I don't know the third team. Third game. Yeah, but, that, no. but yeah, he, he he's right, going to miss out on three games, which is. Which is um yeah, annoying and uh, but look, um hopefully this is a chance now for Belaber to come in. You know, can he show his worth? Can he replace Gilmore for those for those games and become a Roma. bit more important to the side? So on but you know, it won't, it won't count for Roma. It's a league game.
2: Oh yeah, good point, good point, good point, good point. It's Forrest in the in the home match. Um That's it, yeah, Forrest. Forest, that's Forrest.
1: it. Yeah, Forrest. Yeah. Mm. So yeah, but it's, it's an opportunity for Blaber. Um, um, he can come in now and, and and play a few games. So, you know, could he step up and t- take his chance? I suppose and show what he's all about. Um, and yeah, you know, it's not the end of the world. But of course, Billy Gilmore is a big loss. He's been he's been fantastic for us. So it is a big shame.
2: Yeah, I, 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 it's a shame of Gilmore because he's he's so he's been so good for us this season. Really has, that it's the system that. Um, roberto plays is so important for um obviously there's no doubting that belaba is going to be a good player in the future but obviously it's a big now responsibility for him or potentially moda Lalana, but probably not convinced that lallana can do 90 at the moment or, or maybe even this season at the moment if i'm honest but again the jury's out on that because there's an opportunity here um but yeah i think uh, what you said about the fact of you know, not showing the replays in stadiums and stuff. And obviously the Premier League don't care about the fans. We know that. Everyone knows that, right? The fans are, the the, unfortunately, in the modern game, the bottom of the pecking order. And as as, as unfortunate and sad as it sounds, it sounds very depressing, isn't it? And I think if you ever looked at the realities of modern football, you probably wouldn't watch it. But um, it's true. And I think... Yeah, I don't get why they do that and I don't get why they have to hide certain things. If they just showed you what's going on it would make so much more sense. Yeah, it's but, weird. Um for me actually the frustrations the frustrations are more about the inconsistencies of of laws, yellow cards and diving, cheating, time wasting. I think these are the sort of things that go over the radar under the radar probably too much is the is that and I saw the one of Bruno Fernandes and and while I'm on the Bruno topic I wanted to talk about Pascal Mm. Gross because I remember in the last episode I was talking about how I rated Bruno Fernandes below Pascal quite controversially I expected that I don't care Um, because when I see that game for Newcastle, uh, sorry for Fulham, and that little dive that he does, and he does it every week. Let's face it, he oh, he, he lives for this, Bruno. yeah. But how can you look up to him, mate, as a, as a leader, as a captain of your football team, um, and not just that, but I mean, Pascal does the similar sort of output anyway. Um, and and for me, I just I couldn't. I couldn't have a player like that in our team. I, I would lose it. And I, I don't like it when you see Fecundo on the floor sometimes, or, you know, sometimes we do go down quite easily. And I hate that, I hate it so much because I know that, you know, when you see, as you say, Pickford for yesterday, um, I think, what's his name? The centre-back was quite lucky to get away with it. Tarkovsky was quite lucky to stay on the pitch yesterday. Um, you know, there's so many little bits and pieces that teams do, and I don't know how they get away with it, Maz. Um, it, it just seemed to do a job on us somehow. That the, the the cheating and time-wasting needs to stop. And as I said, the players take responsibility. But I just don't think i don't think it will change at the moment. And it's really annoying until someone clamps down on it. But you can't exactly trust the referees, can you?
1: Well, no, that's the thing. It's like, you know, the six-second rule uh, that's apparently in place. Pickford, I think, must have been about 20 seconds every time he had the ball. And, you know, he was doing at all these little, as thi- well. you know, his little dancing. And, Yeah, and I, he's doing, he's doing all his dancing after they scored. And I was just like, you're just a prick, aren't you? Um, but yeah, he's good at, he's good at riling up fans, I suppose. And I suppose when you score as well away, you're you're welcome to, to be happy. But yeah, no, it, it was just really frustrating to see him time wasting. And then it was so nice. It was so nice that we scored because then it's like, go on then, time waste now time waste now uh, now that we've scored so like you say though it Mm. does come down to the system and you know the the football league and the referees they need to be more strict with it otherwise nothing's going to change like you say
2: no exactly I remember it happened at Chelsea Robert Sanchez was just I think I think that away and counted literally yeah. vocally counted the amount of seconds that he was on the ball for. We're getting to 30, 40. Mm. This guy's allowed six mm. seconds. Like how the how the referees and he did, bear bear in mind, he That's got crazy. away from that game without a booking. He came out without a booking. It's a ugh, yeah, I'm sorry. It's it's just stupid. And yeah, I think as I say, the players need to take responsibility, but they don't and they won't um because they don't care. And I get it, because they're richer and more more in their own worlds than we'll ever be but um yeah it's just frustrating mate and I don't know I don't know how you stop it and what you do to stop it um but I think I think it's not just that it's the diving as well and I think um when Sean Dyche was on the um pre, pre post-match sorry and he was saying about how he's uh, where don't know where the nine minutes come from I was thinking Sean this is your tactics from minute one mate like how can you even say that
1: I saw that on the, on the touchline. He literally went to the uh, system of three. was like, where'd you get nine minutes from? And it's like, mate, we've had, uh, I think it was, uh, what, well, at least four subs each, I think, or three, four subs each. No, we made five. They made at least three. Then you've got the red card. Then you had Inanna down for the challenge, obviously. Then you had um, one of our players down. I can't remember what it was quite, a long... oh, Ferguson down. So that's, what, four occasions where you're counting up time and going towards, and I was like, yeah, nine minutes is, is about right. I don't know why you're moaning about that. But yeah, it's good. It's good because it teaches them not to waste time. I suppose that's the thing, isn't it? It's like, if you're worried about having nine minutes added on, don't play act. Don't, not saying a nine play acted, by the way, but don't go down so easily. Don't stay down and don't waste time because, yeah, they will be added on. So I suppose maybe that's one way to uh, hopefully counteract it is where all the stoppages get allocated to extra time. And we we do see a full match played but yeah i I agree with you i think it's a bit broken at the moment the system and something needs to change i I don't really know what but something has
0: where's that dust coming from Yeah, I agree. And just uh, another, just one talking point I
2: wanted to bring up was, was Evan Ferguson, just, just changing the subject a bit. Um, I saw a lot of Irish fans, particularly, really angry at us in, in how we're apparently misusing him and apparently we're be out, is what some of them were saying. And in fact, I actually got a message from someone. Um, yeah, I'll call it Shout out Brian. He, he's a nice enough guy, but I, I don't agree with you whatsoever on this. And he, he's from, here you go. So he, he said to me, <laughs> example, about um evan ferguson right he said so this is this he said he's been completely mismanaged his confidence been shattered um and that deserve calling him out in the public is bad and he said to, he said to be saying um evan will be better at a different project he needs confidence blah blah blah, blah. and i was thinking where wh- hang on before we even talk about the the ridiculous claims there name me a better project than here for a young player the famously yeah, failed place for young talents is brighton like i I don't know that one and, and also just to say the kid's 19 right the kid's 19 if you mm. could name me five players of his uh, five strikers of the premier league era who have been as successful as evan at his age at this point in his career oh wait and you'll give me Wayne Rooney you'll give me Michael Owen there you go you've named me some generational talents of the past right Aaron Connolly Then you look at <laughs> yeah I said as successful as um but then you look at like for example uh, Harry Kane right a good example here when Harry Kane was Evan Ferguson's age man he was on loan in the championship so what more what more sort of context and perspective do you need than that so I don't get why people mm. sort of I, I get that he, you maybe sometimes you want more but he's a 19-year-old striker in the Prem mate like it's it's levels right so yeah. um, I, I think he I think he actually didn't do too bad yesterday um, I, he's a goal away from everyone loving him again um, but at the same time just just give him time you know what I mean it's the same as Facundo mm. it's the same as all these players just give him time Valentin Barker is not in the squad what are we going to do he signed two weeks ago. He's had like three training sessions. He's from Argentina. He's nineteen. What do these people think? That like it, it, it hurts my head. I'll let you react to that now, but it just yeah. had to get that off about that.
1: Now, mate, one hundred percent agree with you. I think uh, the look. Let's be perfectly honest and frank. Ferguson hasn't been good, in my opinion, for the last three months or so. But that's not to say he's lost his ability. It's not to say he's, you know, all of a sudden this terrible player because, you know, he's had a bad couple of months on the pitch. Don't get me wrong yesterday. I thought he was actually OK. I, I didn't think he, you know, did anything particularly wrong. He, he was pretty good. His link up play was good. But yeah, he, I don't think he's been the Ferguson we saw at the back end of last season. But again, like you said, that's understandable. He's, he's young. He's still learning. And he... We've got to remember as well, he had that illness, which, that mystery illness, which kept him out for a while, do you remember? And he sort of, it feels like since he came back from that, he hasn't quite been the same. So I don't know if there's some still, you know, after effects of that injury or, you know, that mystery illness he had. I think that definitely is pot- potentially a thing. But yeah, you can't you can't say he's a terrible player. You can't say, oh, he's not a wonder kid anymore. He's, you know, he's not this, he's not that. He's terrible. Get him out of the club. It's like, the guy's 19. Like you said, Ryan, he's, he's still so young. He's still got so much development to go. And he's such a long, he's so early on in his career that you can't, yeah, you know, start saying these kind of like outlandish things. But yeah, just quickly on Barco, actually really quickly. Um, Leon, shout Leon. He's, um, a, a, a personal trainer and he, he actually trains Julio and CISO and now Valentin Barco and me. And nice. he actually got a message from Barco. Yeah, and he actually got a message from Barco this morning saying, "Are we are we doing any training today?" And I thought that was class. I was like, on a Sunday. After a game, I know he didn't play, but on a Sunday, to message him at like seven in the morning going, No, oh, we've got training today. Like, I think that shows the kind of mentality that Barco's got. So hopefully that's a, a good omen for us. And it shows the kind of player that Barco's going to be. But yeah, going back to Ferguson, let's not be too harsh on him. And he's still got a long, long way to go in his development. And I'm sure, I'm sure he's going to come back to his best. And hopefully we're going to see the Evan Ferguson of last season, uh, this season, fingers crossed.
0: Mm.
2: No, I agree. I think it's just one of them things that people don't quite get. For some reason, they don't quite get, but they don't. Um, but yeah, I don't get the Ferguson slander, and, and as you say, with Barco, it's a, he's a, he's obviously a very determined kid. As if you know that with that, and I think. Argentinian fans rate him as, as such a big talent, you know, and, and so did with Facundo. Do you remember when he came over and even beginning of this season, people were sort of giving him a bit of this and that. And I thought yesterday was, yeah. was so good yesterday. Um, and actually, there's a few question marks, wasn't there, over the substitutions and maybe uh, making three subs, particularly two fullbacks was a mistake, um, possibly. Um, I think maybe with Lamptey in Lamptey's case I think he could have stayed on but I think we've got to protect him we've got big games coming and you know he's like mm. Igor yeah. maybe I think is the only one I'd probably agree with Facundo I don't know I don't know I mean you know it's a good opportunity Do you know- for Julio but
1: go on do you know, Ryan? What I thought we really lacked yesterday was those overlapping fullbacks, and I thought Igor didn't do that at all. He's more of a sort of he didn't really have those sort of surging runs on the outside. But you want to see? I, I remember Estepina did it once towards the end of the game where he um, overlapped. I think it was Fatty, and like he played him in, and he did that classic thing where, which I, I love. I, I love seeing those overlapping wingbacks because I think it gives us a different dimension and it helps out players like Adingra, for example. Where, let's say, and which happened I think yesterday was where Adingra couldn't really. You know, couldn't really beat his man towards the end where, and, and then he had that, that overlapping fullback. If you've got that, that's an, it's a different option and it frees you up a bit more to, to do, to, to be more expressive. So I, that's what I was sort of lacking, I thought, with Lamptey and Igor yesterday. And maybe that's, maybe that's what Deserba was thinking is let's get his in on who's, a, who's an overlapping fullback. Um, Veltman, uh, not so much, maybe, but obviously very reliable and, you know, can do a job. So, yeah, maybe that's what he was thinking was maybe, but yeah, I thought Estepinian didn't have his didn't have a great game, and I know the Zerbies called him out recently for being below his uh, usual standards, which is I think is fair. Uh, I think you can definitely say that he hasn't been his best, which is weird because when he came back, he obviously that goal against Tottenham, that goal against uh, who was it in the cup, Sheffield United. Like I thought, oh, you know, back, and then yeah, his form has dipped a little bit since then. But no, I think the substitutions, I can maybe see. Deservey wanting to make a change, but maybe got it wrong. Um, it's it's tough. one to say obviously when he goes me- down to ten men, it does make it way more difficult, doesn't it? Um,
2: a <laughs> stupidian. Sorry, I, I I did dip out there, but yeah, a stupidian. Um, it's interesting you say that. Obviously, I, I asked Deservey about him last week. Hence had where the quotes sort of went around, and people can read them. From my gauge of it, it sounds like he just wants more, as opposed to him technically slating him. Um, I think people sort of see criticism publicly and think he's not happy with the Stupinian but I mean he spoke about where he invited Ansu Fati and Purvis round and he said that you know it's it's a different thing for them he said sometimes players need a different way sometimes they don't just need training they don't just need to be watching the video sometimes they actually just need to have an arm around them come round for dinner he said they watched the Champions League and had pasta at his house which must have been pretty cool um yeah. but i are getting that an sort invite
1: of... soon. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, he'll be around for pasta, mate. Don't worry. Um, but yeah, it seems like almost maybe one of them where, you know, Ansu is just, he's quite a sensitive kid by the looks of it and maybe Purvis because he's, he's not been in the best of forms since coming back, as you say. I agree with him. I, I don't think Purvis has been great, especially by his good standards. Um, but, you know, what? I don't know. I don't know where it stands because... Uh, He's, he's been out for a long time as he? he's come back. He's not been great, of course, but I don't think he's technically slating him. But I just think he's, he's almost demanding more. And I think maybe I, I'd imagine this is what the one thing that I think Deserbi deserve. Is, yes, he does things publicly. Some people aren't a fan of it. But, you know, he, I reckon he'll know what players need it and when they need it, because he only seems to do it at certain times. He doesn't just go straight public. He he sort of, you know, Purvis, he could have stated Purvis three or four weeks ago, um, but he didn't. And all of a sudden now he's sort of talking about him, and you're like, okay, you know, maybe maybe Purvis needs a bit of a kick to say, look, come on, you know, you're better than this. Um, it's interesting. I'd, I'd I wouldn't I wouldn't read too much into it, but hopefully hopefully he bounces back, mate, because he, he is a good player. Of course, he's we were only talking about him as best left back in the league what a few month a few weeks ago, so. You know he's, he's a good player but um, yeah I think that's that's, that's it little purpose really. who else have we, we missed anyone Maj, to talk about probably missed someone uh, oh yeah the actual goal yes I haven't even spoken about oh, the goal mate also so, Tarek's the, the goal line go
1: clearance was, was fantastic as well big shout out to Tarek Lamptey that oh was, mate I yeah, was on my feet that was,
2: applauding that
1: yeah that was one of the best goal line clearances I think I've seen live uh, it was fantastic yeah the, the way he got back and yeah it was a huge moment I think that obviously would have changed the whole game so yeah Shout out to Tarek.
2: I can one up you here. I Go can on. definitely one up you here because the I don't know if anyone remember this. I don't know if it was against City when we lost like four one. But the the goal line clearance from Lewis Dunk, I think. Yes, he was like he almost overhead kicked it, didn't he? Yeah, no, and, no, yeah. Um, fair play. Yeah, it was
1: crazy. Fair play, right? Yeah, that I don't know how
2: I remembered that, but it just randomly came to mind. That is yeah. a good one. That is a good one. Yeah. Good one. Um, I've got, I've got an even more obscure one and it was Gordon Greer against Watford, I think. And I think it was just, I, I, I reckon if there was goal line technology back in 2013, that probably would have been given. Um, but to me, it was a goal line clearance in my books. But yeah, anyway, we'll take um, if you remember that one, let me know as well. Um, okay, cool. So we spoke about Tarek. By the way, he, he had a good game. It's, no, it's worth noting. Mm. He needs his praises because he is a good player, and he, he's done well to not get injured again. And I know that sounds quite condescending and horrible, <laughs> but it's, it's a good point. It's for him true because though. I mean, obviously, they must be they must be doing something different. They, you know, they're obviously monitoring him better. Mm. You know, I would say because. Um, before maybe I don't know of course I don't know I'm not medical staff but it maybe was he being rushed a little bit was he being a little bit pressured before and maybe they've changed his routine now was he doing things differently in training um, I don't know but he definitely he definitely seems different doesn't he as, as in fitness wise yeah. and reliability
1: wise 100% and I think you're right I think they are definitely managing it. It's like even just by playing time you can see he's coming off in games you know he's not playing a full 90 yet because yeah that's probably where he's most likely to to get injured if he plays a full ninety. So yeah, I, I think he's definitely being managed much better. And you never know; they they might be doing different things in training. You know, he might have his own certain drills that he does. He has his own, you know, training regimen. Again, we don't know. We're not, we're not medical experts, but yeah, it definitely feels like he's on his more of a better path in terms of his uh, injury but look let's not let's not jinx it Ryan I think I feel like that's what we're going to do he's going to get bloody injured next yeah, game yeah, now yeah, but uh, will, yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> uh, but no no uh, fingers crossed he stays fit mate because when he's fully fit and he's fully on form he's such an asset to the team so yeah fingers crossed he, he does keep fit yeah
2: yeah I think we underrate him a bit like just 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 remembering him in in lockdown and stuff and just how good he was like you know we're, we're Wasn't it Bayern Munich wanted them for a crazy fee straight away? It was the first time we were hearing about crazy fees, wasn't it? And um, mm. he's, a, he's a great talent. He's a, he's, he's a very unique talent. You know, not many Tarek Lamptey's in the game where, you know, you've got someone that can go literally zero to 100 mile an hour in two seconds. And I think it's just great to watch him. Mm. Um, and yeah, hopefully for his sake and our sake, he can stay fit for more than the rest of this season. Um, okay, so that's that's pretty much, that's nearly everything done now. Let's talk about the goal um, because this, this was a good moment and it took me by surprise. I must admit, I had us written off i was a bit doom and gloom um and i probably wasn't the only one i doubt if you're if you're an honest brighton fan and you're not going to be one of them overly positive annoying people let's be honest i had that game done that was me finished my head was gone i was very unhappy um i was completely out of it and i thought this ain't gonna go in like, we, we don't score. Like, let's be honest. We, we've seen this script before. We've seen Brighton lose their heads against a team smaller than them. Smaller. Sorry, that is not a disrespect. They're teams below them. And then all of a sudden, you know, we, we're losing to relegation-threatened sides. Look, I hold my hands up. I was a very negative guy to be around at yesterday. But that that goal from Lewis Stunt completely changed it. And, um, yeah, talk to me about the the... <sighs> I don't want to say the moment itself, because it's, it speaks for itself, but almost the proof that we can do it, Maz. And it had to be Lewis Dunk as well, um, leading by example.
1: Yeah, was it? His 400th appearance um, yesterday. So get to get a goal on that uh, big occasion, yeah, it was great for him. And, mate, Pascal Gross, you, uh, we wax lyrical about him, I think, every week now. So I won't go too much into him. But the, f- what, three Cruyff... I'm not going to lie. You know when he did his second Cruyff turn? Do it again. I was like... Yeah, no, but I was like, I was like, Pascal, just put the ball in, mate. Just do so. Like, just whack it in the box. But yeah, fair play to him. He done, I think, three Cruyff turns, um, turned Beto inside out. And then yeah, a fantastic, fantastic cross and a, a, a superb header, a cross goal. Uh, and Pickford had no chance. And it was just that pure elation of just knowing, that, yeah, that moment, like you said, like the moment speaks for itself, but knowing that, even with 10 men, we didn't stop fighting. and We didn't stop trying. And I thought, that's a really good sign. That's really positive. And yeah, we sometimes lack that, I think. Sometimes, yeah, as Brighton fans, we're like, well, yeah, the game's done now. We're not going to come back. We're 1-0 down and the game's done. But to show that kind of fight, especially especially with 10 men, I thought was really, really good. And yeah, just that moment of quality that we needed finally from Pascal and obviously a great header from uh, Dunk was just so, so important. And fingers crossed we can just find consistent because even before that goal I I was, I was chatting to my mate and I was like it's just frustrating how inconsistent we are we can go beat you know one team uh was it five against Sheffield yeah five five uh five nil against Sheffield and then then to be losing one nil to Everton it's just like where's the where's the consistency lads like let's just be consistent with it but yeah it, it, you know it panned out the way it did but no great great finish to the game and I'm so glad I stayed till the end because without naming names there's a, f- a lot of people around me that left um I think about the 90th minute so shame on you and that's what you get for leaving
2: don't even get me started mate don't even get me started um always stay to the end um Always. Ever. I, I, I don't even just say that to be like some sort of, I'm a better fan than you think. I've just I've just always done it. You know what I mean? Like I've, ever since I was a kid and my, my love for the game comes from my dad and it was, you stay to the end, you cut the players off. That's it. Mm-hmm. And that's it. Because mm-hmm. you don't know football, I pay you pay the money to watch the game and it's like, that's mm-hmm. it. And when you see moments like that Lewis Dunk moment, 95th minute, as I say, I was negative. I thought that that wasn't going to happen. And, and dare I say it, Maz, I think maybe, just maybe, a, not a turning point, because we've not exactly been bad at the moment, but one hmm. of those where we look back on at the end of the season as we can do it. I know we didn't win the game, but sometimes you take things away from games. And I think moments like that, um, I think is definitely more than just the goal to take away from the game. And it's more than just a point, by the way. As I said, it's yeah. a point gained when you look at the teams around us losing. Well- um, especially Newcastle look pretty rough there, at the moment, don't they? So, there was actually
1: there was yeah. actually a, st- a stat I wanted to bring up, and it I think it's a really good segue here. So I th- uh, shout out to Jake J L nine o eight five two on Twitter, who said so. Uh, someone some name. Yeah, so someone said, why are we scraping one one draws against the likes of Sheffield, Everton, and Burnley this season? And then he said, well, points picked up against bottom half opposition. Brighton 28, Chelsea 25, Newcastle 21, Wolves 21, West Ham 19. There's a bit of perspective for you. So, yeah, you know, against the bottom halves, we have picked up more than points, more than Chelsea, Newcastle, Wolves and West Ham. So, you know, it's not all doom and gloom. And we are still seventh in the league. You know, they're still really good. You know, we're not in a rut. We're not losing games. We're not, you know, we haven't gone... What was God, it? No. 15 Opposite. games you know winless <laughs> it's it's we're in a good spot here let's let's not panic let's not you know let's all chill out a little bit um and just finally just finally on the whole leaving early thing i, will want, I just wanted to give my opinion look I, i'm not one of those fa- i've left games early before i'm not i'm not going to claim I, i'm there every game but only time I've, I've done that is if like i've had an emergency or i've had to for example if i was traveling back to london it's a night game at you know 10 o'clock 10 30 and I've got to go and let's say we're losing for example then I will you know be like right it makes sense for me to do the logical thing here and leave before I hit traffic but when I can and nine times out of ten I will stay to the end but look if you've got emergencies if you've got a valid reason for leaving early you do you man but everyone's everyone's entitled to their own opinion but um yeah just final say on that one
2: you're way more accepting than me I'm just like
1: yeah, just <laughs> yes, just don't, don't. my dad's my dad's nan, dying. Ryan's like, stay at the stadium. <laughs> yes.
2: Come on now, come on now. But yeah, I think um, if you ever see me coming out of the ABEX, um, it's quite it's quite fun. It's one of the one of my most fun things. Me and my dad just go for an absolute sprint back to the university car park. I love it. Um, a, oh, that's what we park. Yeah, as tell well. you what, he is fitter than me. By an absolute mile. He he run, what, eight miles yesterday. I, I don't know how he does it. He's in a, he's a, a, impeccable shape for it. Did, why that. didn't no, he do the other, half marathon? Sort of jogging behind him. Oh, yeah, I know. I actually said that to him, you know. He said he would have done it, but um too flat so what wanted some more hills and I suppose there's a couple of hills in American, but I don't know we'll see he's, he's he's mad he's mad but yeah I uh, there's me sort of behind him going at this he's like come on Brian, and I'm like yeah alright well, I'm coming um, but yeah um, no if you've ever seen me and my dad running out of a game if you haven't done keep an eye out because you'll probably see us running past you uh, on the way back to the university car park uh, that's how we get out um, after the game and still overtake everyone that left on the 85th um, but yeah um, cool I think that's just about everything really um, um, I think we've, yeah. we've covered everything pretty well. Um, up the Albion, mate. Uh, hopefully, we. Well, Who have we got next? It's Wolves, isn't it? In the cup. Oh, it's on my birthday, yep. weirdly. Um, so ah. you know the famous birthday curse. Uh, let's see if on, on Wednesday it's it's going to stand. We did beat Stoke last season, so it's not all bad. Mm. Um, but yeah, Wolves are a bit of a different kettle of fish to, to Stoke, of course. But um, comments down below. I know it's not brawls Wolves preview, but do what do you reckon for the for the F- uh,
1: Wolves? Do you know what? I think it's a, uh, a great opportunity to win, win something. Get a bit of silverware. So why not? Let's go for it. Um, there's no reason why we can't feel confident going into it. We can, we can beat Wolves. We can beat anyone on our day. So yeah, if we go there and, you know, give it our all and you might see a few, you know, we might see a Barco appearance. We might see in CISO get, um, mm. a considerable amount of playing Definitely time. So, Julio. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be an exciting game, I think. I'm looking forward to it. I'm really looking forward to it. And it's going to be on, on BBC as well for the people that aren't travelling to Wolves Away. So yeah, should be a, should be a good spectacle. Can't wait.
2: Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned Julio because otherwise we'd have forgotten about him there. And um, yeah. it's it's good to see him back. Of course, four or five. Oh, of course, out. yes. Um,
1: yeah, it was maybe he looked a moment. little
2: bit shocked, didn't he? He Looked a little bit scared. But but I thought <laughs> I, I thought he um, he did a decent job for it, to be honest. Uh, I, I thought he wasn't too bad. But considering he was back, literally raw, like you know he he's been out for so yeah. long. Uh, yeah, good to see him back. He got a nice little evasion, didn't he? As did Simo yeah, really before nice. the game and much they deserved.
1: Yeah, no, it was really nice to see him get clapped on it. Like even when he's warming up, everyone was, you know, giving him big cheers. And when he came on, the the noise in the Amex was great. Like when he came, on, it was a massive roar. And yeah, I'm sure that he's going to love that. And it, you could see him smiling. Him and Antu were like smiling at the fans and you know the North Stand ch- cheering him on. So yeah, always always nice to see
2: yeah agree agree and yeah shout out julio shout out simon adingra our afcon winner welcome back and um yeah bring on wolves bring on and bring on a, a major trophy could you imagine it but yeah anyway oh. Um has been an absolute pleasure mate thank you for joining me of course uh comments below what are we
1: saying happy birthday ryan there we go
2: bash it's not it's not a birthday yet i'm not gonna have that not gonna have that yeah. let's go with oh. welcome
1: back julio Welcome back,
2: Julio. As much as that was a nice thought. (laughs) That was. I tried to be nice, but... Perfect. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Nah, don't be nice. Rubbish. Anyway, cheers. Like, comment, subscribe. All that good stuff. We'll see you very soon. Goodbye.
0: days are great but there's nothing quite like playing at home the same goes for mcdonald's maximize your home ground advantage with mcdelivery order now on the mcdonald's app at participating restaurants 18 plus serving times delivery fee and terms apply see mcdonald's.com are you ready to enhance your future in tech then it's time to make your move to the uk